Good evening. It's July 19th, 2020. It is. Sunday night. And it is... Notes from John. With a babble from Vaughn. And tonight, we are going to do a replay of what we just finished with our missionaries, a virtual Zoom reunion. It was kind of... A little bit of a disaster. Disaster to begin with. But we learned a lot, and we knew that we were going to do it on the podcast tonight for those who couldn't join us. Technology is great when you know how to use it correctly, but when you don't know how to use it correctly and you get into trouble with it, it can be a disaster. And luckily, our missionaries that did, that were able to um, get on, were very patient with us. And they were. And now we, and they all said that they could help with us next time when we do it. Well, several of them, anyway. Yes. Yeah, so it was just really good to see their faces. It was. It was very fantastic. Made me a little, little tender. It did. Some were. Some had bright, smiling faces, and others had faces of of some sadness. Some concern. You could see it in their faces, in their eyes. You could. Made it sad. I love them all, and I'm sorry to see that in with some of them that are struggling with whatever it may be. Yes, we do love them. It was fun to see those from the Philippines that we haven't seen for a long, long time. Yeah. And from Mexico as well. So tonight. We wanted to talk about how each of your life matters to us, each one of our missionaries that served with us in the New Jersey Morristown mission. Are we going to do a shout out at all? Yes. We're going to shout out to all of them for their accomplishments. Oh, excuse me. So, but because this is kind of a follow up on our Zoom, we'll just start from the beginning kind of and go through. Okay. We wanted to do a Zoom okay. reunion because we wanted to make contact because each of their lives matter. And we all hope that they were well and safe and happy and that we were able to maybe bless their lives in some way. We wanted to shout out. Well, I think a shout out really goes to you on that, Bonnie. You've spearheaded all of this. You've put it together. You've been the one that's been pressing for it and... Um, well, we and making sure that it happened, and kudos to you for putting it all together that way. <laughs> well, hopefully we can do better next time. And we also <laughs> appreciative of our daughter Julie <coughs> Boyer, who came and helped us trying to get uh, back on Zoom uh, uh, operating properly. And when it didn't, she stepped <laughs> in and helped. Stepped and in and helped, and kept freezing. And so, yeah. yes. Well, we learned a lot. Thank you, That's Julie. For sure. Thank you. But we wanted to give a shout out to all of our missionaries. And their accomplishments, their graduations, their marriages, their babies, careers, your good lives, your compassion, and your faithfulness to the Lord. Well done. It's been good to see all of this on Facebook and other social media, but we also wanted to let you know that our hearts become tender and we grieve with you when we know during this time, especially we've there's been lost jobs and income. Some of you have gone through some divorces. Some of you have chronic illnesses. We have problems and struggles with infertility, some of the, our babies that have not made it, and children, and you've had family issues and stress, and it can go on and on, and that we wanted you all to know that we pray for you and your families. Now, we just wanted to give a little, real quick review of the news from the mission. I was able to get and locate. As um, in the New Jersey Morristown New, Mission. New Jersey Morristown Mission. I was able to talk to some sisters and how cute they were. And just, Did you call them back there in the mission office? I, I texted them. They're oh, all so savvy now. 
they have, um, what are they called, techs? Computer techs, they call them. To, they had three sisters and three elders to help with all of their problems if the missionaries had issues with their computers and their iPads and their iPhones and everything that they were there to help them. But we know that they still have those wonderful jug handles. For those of you who don't know, you have to turn left. No, you have to turn right to be able to turn left. They call them jug handles. They still have the diners, which we love and we miss. They're the diner capital of the U.S., <laughs> They're still not allowed to pump your own gas, which was nice when it was freezing cold if we were able to sit in there and have the people pump it for you. They still have the most car accidents in that mission because it is the most densely populated state in the country. And so there's more people, more cars, more accidents, right? Correct. Yes. It was that way when we were there too. Right. And uh, there are people from all over the world, so it's very diverse. But it still has the best pizza around, the best Philly cheesesteaks, pork rolls, calzones, hot dogs. Mm, certainly. Jersey pie and Rita's. But it's still freezing in the winter, that's for sure. The members in New Jersey are 33,352, and they have 64 congregations and 20 family history centers. They have eight zones now, 92 areas, and a few are that are being doubled covered with 180 missionaries exactly as of today and they keep preserving they keep receiving those who have been reassigned from those who have returned they have five languages haitian creole english spanish korean and portuguese and several non-official meaning that they're just missionaries who already speak a language which is french greek chinese and some missionaries that can do various forms of computer coding, which is sort of a language in itself. <clears throat> they still they have six stakes now. When we were there, there was only five. Liberty Park, New Jersey. Soldier Hill, New Jersey. Newburgh, New York, which was a new. Yeah, it's in the have. northern part of the mission. Mm-hmm. Very northern part, which is the southern part of the state of New York. East Brunswick, New Jersey. South Plains, New Jersey. And Morristown, New Jersey. They have 58 sisters and 114 elders. When we were there, we had 95 sisters and 160 elders. So they've come down a little bit. They have five languages, Haitian Creole. Didn't I already do that? I already did that. I'm sorry. And the missionaries wanted them to know how grateful that they were for all of our missionary service in New Jersey, and we wish them the best of luck in all that they do. So that was nice of them. And so we wanted our missionaries also to know that President's waiting to return back to be a sealer in the Jordan River Temple when that opens. You mean me, uh-huh. right? Well, I know. I'm talking to missionaries, so I'm automatically oh, in the president okay. mode. Okay. So I know I, was, I almost called you John, then I would switch back to president, so it's kind of weird. And I still am working in the missionary department from home right now. So, I want to just start it with a little song that I always did with our zone conferences. With um, Well, you always did, did well, it with a song. With a song not somehow. with this song. No, not with this song, but we just made up a song. So You did. I did, yes. Yeah. But you played and helped. So, let's start out with this. <clears throat> Quarantine and the 
shot in for such a long time. School and work were canceled, as was church and the movies. But elders and sisters, we know you were all right. Why? Because we know the Savior loves you. He knows your heart and what you can do. Our world is changing, so be alert and aware. Please stay faithful. Yes, you will be all right. Nice job on the song, Bonnie. (laughs) Wasn't it? Yes. And even though we are living in a changing world, it can be exciting because change is good. It really is, even though it can be frightening. But we hope that our faith will lead us triumphantly over any issues that we may be experiencing right now. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And you've all heard the statement over and over that we can do hard things and we will continue to to do hard things. And this... Quarantine has been a hard thing for many of us. There's a lot of hard things that are going on right now. There a, are. a lot of them affecting a lot of people. I thought of the story of Hercules. He's one of my favorite superheroes because he reminds me of a president, <laughs> of John, of you, my oh, husband. Please. Yes, oh, your power, your yes, muscles, indeed. your your strength. <laughs> your, he's one of my favorite mythical yeah. <laughs> figures. Yeah, that is a myth. <laughs> Well, you're the man, the myth, the legend, right? Right. He he had huge tasks placed before him. And if you took away all of his tasks, his anxieties, I'm sure, his problems that he had to overcome, would he be Hercules? (laughs) No. No. If we allowed him to be, if if we allowed him to curl up in a book, with a book, or else just sit there and do video games all the time, he wouldn't be Hercules. And this goes for any of our superheroes. And it's interesting and love to me that, to think that that um, superheroes have disguises, disguises, and they wear masks, just like many of us are wearing masks right now. And one has been this virus and all that has come with it. But our church leaders have helped us. They're not afraid. They've said, good days are ahead. To be strong, to look to our Heavenly Father and the Savior, that um, uh, <clears throat> I've, I've been impressed with how our, our prophet and all of those that we listen to have stepped up. They try to be um, part of the solution and not be part of the problem. And we know that all of the missionaries and our, our children are trying to do the same. Just like in the mission, when a problem arose, all of our missionaries went out and they conquered it and they relied on our Father. They trusted Him to help get them through it. They did, and they were magnificent. They were. You are our heroes. And as President Newtdorf <coughs> said in the church news yesterday, a call that they were issuing a call for heroes. And you have all been heroes to us and all that you do. Well, say. 
you trusted him and we know that you'll continue to trust him as you hear him. There's a song that I've always enjoyed from the Beatles that's called Here Comes the Sun, do-do-do-do. Here comes the sun and I say it's all right, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And it goes on and on and on. Did you let that? Mm, I sure yeah, did. I thought you did. Anyway, it has mm. deeply... What was that for? <laughs> yes. It was really good. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> anyway, but the words, they have deeply hopeful lyrics in that song. And I like that I I'd just heard that they play that in the New York hospitals when people are getting better and they get off the ventilators from this virus. They play Here Comes the Sun. What a neat thought. Yeah. I think that's great. There are some things that can help us get through hard times. Music is so important for me. Music can help us feel better during the dark times. I know you and I both like to um, listen to music. You play your guitar, you play the piano. Music is a big part in our lives. and It, it helps is. us to feel happy for a time which is needed to help us in our fears and anxieties. It can nourish and sustain us. And I love that when we sing our little hymns every Sunday in our sacrament meetings, even though it's just the two of us, every, sometimes, very often a little spirit comes over my heart that, oh, I can feel the spirit and this is what we should be doing and it, and it feels right and it makes me feel better and it comforts me. Being positive can also help during this time thinking good thoughts, and of course, going to your scriptures, praying, having uplifting conversations, not dwelling on all the sadness that's around us, and if we stay physically active. So music, being positive, and staying physically active will help us during this time. So there's many things that we can do, and maybe we can continue to share them one with another in our media conversations. So, and also, so that when you feel down, if you can listen to the Beatles, here comes the sun, and not just think of it as, you know, the sun coming up every day, which is a good thought, but also thinking that here comes the sun is in the Son of God, and know that everything's going to be all right. Changes the implications of that song quite a bit. It sure does. Here comes the sun, and I know it's all right. Yeah. Bless our lives and. Well, we love, we love each one of you, and we pray for you, and we hope you'll stay safe and well. And so those were my thoughts for our missionaries tonight, and what were your thoughts tonight? For them? They were great. Uh, your thoughts were, Bonnie. Uh, unfortunately, they were a little bit well, chopped, chopped up, up uh, because... It kept freezing on us. And yeah, we were struggling for that first 20 minutes in our Zoom meeting. But that was the message <clears throat> I had for them. Good message. Even though it probably didn't come across, but that's why we're doing it now. So there you go. Well, I just, uh, um, I was grateful to be able to share a brief message about um, why I choose to believe. And that is uh, essentially that as I've, as I've grown older, I come to realize more and more that life is primarily a series of choices. How we choose to act or react in a given situation to certain stimuli or various events. And for me, as it relates to religion and belief, it comes down to faith and our choice to believe or not to believe or to have faith or not have faith. I mean, it's a choice, clearly. It's clearly one of the greatest gifts we have from God, the right to choose for ourselves what we believe. 
and that's uh, you know that that's set forth beautifully in the doctrine and covenants uh, section 90 verse 24 says search diligently pray always and be believing and all things shall work together for your good mark uh, chapter 5 verse 36 in the new testament as soon as jesus heard the word that was spoken he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue be not afraid only believe and finally president Ma- or hinckley gordon b hinckley said Quote, things will work out. One of his most repeated assurances to family, friends, and associates was, keep trying. Be believing. I love that. I do too. And and so with that, there have been, you know, difficulties and tragedies and trials that all of us have had to go through in our lives, some more than others, and but all kinds of different difficulties and challenges of life that have tested our uh, our believing, our our elements of faith, and and ultimately again it comes down to this choice whether we're going to believe in the Savior or not, whether we're going to believe in his gospel or or not. And there are three or four scriptures that have really helped me in my life in connection with that determination as to am I going to choose to believe or not to believe. The first of those um, scriptures is Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9, which reads, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Or in other words, the Lord keeps telling us, Look, I'm smarter than you. I'm smarter than all of you put together. I know everything before, during, and after, and I know what will be the best for you in the long run, even if you don't understand, even if you don't agree with me, even if you don't like it. You and I have got to understand that he loves us. And if someone loves you, they will certainly want the best for us, even when it hurts. Well, he'll always make the best choice for us. So we gotta, we got to be willing to acknowledge that he knows what's best. Then the challenge is for us to be able to trust in the decisions that he makes. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Well, for our mission, the word trust was the catchword. It was our mantra. It's what we we wanted our missionaries, as much as anything else, to be able to develop trust in the Savior. <clears throat> in all things, trust no matter what. So even when it's hard, even when we don't want to, or when we think we know a better way, or we think it's unfair, or whatever it may be, we have to trust him. 
Again, it's all a choice. The third scripture that's been influential for me, significantly influential, goes along with that same element of trust. It's Alma 36, verse 3 in the Book of Mormon. And now, O my son Helaman, behold, thou art in thy youth, and therefore I beseech of thee that thou wilt hear my words and learn of me. For I do know that whosoever shall put their trust in God shall be supported in their trials and their troubles and their afflictions and shall be lifted up at the last day. Notice in that verse how he said that if we trust the Lord, he would be support us in our trials, troubles, and tribulations. You know, that's, that's huge for me. I believe that. I've experienced it personally. And if that, if, as if that were not enough, he goes on to promise at the end of that verse that we, quote, shall be lifted up at the last day. Well, bottom line, we must trust him no matter what. Don't blame him. Don't leave him. Don't go away. Trust him. He is all-knowing and has infinite love for us. The fourth scripture, John chapter 6, verses 66 through 68, reads, From that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. In this scenario, Jesus had been teaching a group of his followers some unfamiliar doctrines, primarily about the sacrament and eating uh, his flesh and drinking his blood. In talking about the sacrament, and they clearly didn't understand. But many, uh, therefore, of his disciples, says many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is in hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doth this offend you? And they walked away. They fell away. They left the church, so to speak. Then he turned to the twelve and asked if they would go away. If they, essentially, were they going to leave the church too? Notice Peter's amazing response. Quote, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And then Peter bears his witness to to Christ, that he is the Son of God. Well, people both in the church and out of the church have had hard things happen in life. Sometimes their faith becomes shaky. They doubt him. They doubt his church, his church leaders. They decide or choose not to believe anymore. But where shall they go to find the truth? Or to find comfort or peace or some sort of understanding? or to make some sense out of the circumstances in which they're troubled. No one else can provide that for them. So <clears throat> I've often had an opportunity to visit with people that have struggled with uh, their faith and testimony. 
There's even some who have left the church. And so I've asked them a series of questions. Simply this. One, after going away, after leaving him, leaving his church, are you happier? Two, has it made you a better person? Three, has it improved your relationship with your spouse and children? Four, has it given you greater peace of mind? Five, has it helped you see things more clearly as to what really matters in life? Six, has it helped you become wiser? Seven, have you found answers to the questions that caused you to doubt in the first place? Well, I don't think anybody that's being honest with themselves and with others can answer those in any way that would indicate that they're better off by having left the church and the Lord than had they stayed and chosen to believe. Well, the conclusion is simply this. I believe God lives, that Jesus Christ is his son. I believe they love us and they want us to be happy. I believe they appear to the prophet Joseph Smith. I believe they restored Christ's church to the church or to the earth through Joseph. And I believe the words of the scriptures that I've just referenced. I've come to know that I must trust him no matter what. And so I choose to do so, for I believe I and my loved ones will be far better off because of that choice than the choice of non-belief. Hence, my message was to our missionaries tonight. And it was a very good message, not only for our missionaries, but our children and grandchildren as well. Well, it's important to me, and I I hope that I could do it some semblance of justice. You did a very good job, and so we bid them adieu, and we went to have a prayer with them, and then the Zoom ended. It sure did abruptly. Abruptly, so, and we couldn't get back on, but we want hope that they know how much we love them, how much we pray for them, and we ended with this song. Um, it's not Celine... Not Celine Dion and Andre Pagelli. I can't even say his name. Andre Pagelli. No, that's not right. Pagelli. There we go. Pagelli. I can't even say it. (laughs) Doesn't sound like him, that's for sure. But we wanted him to hear the words that we kind of changed it up a little bit. That you changed up for it. Okay. We pray he'll be your eyes To watch out where you go And help you to be wise In times when you don't know Let this be your prayer If you lose your way He'll lead you to that place He'll guide you with His grace To a place where you'll be safe We ask that life be kind He'll watch you from above And 
hope you'll always feel our Lord and Savior's love. This will be our prayer to know that He's the way. He'll lead you to a place. He'll guide you with His grace. He'll give you faith so you so there you go very and nice we hope that they'll all be safe you'll all be safe you'll stay true to the faith choose to believe and know that we love you our children our grandchildren and all those who will follow i certainly agree and and um my heart's full as I think about the service we've been privileged to to serve with so many remarkable young men and women, older brothers and sisters um, in our mission in New Jersey and how we love them and how we love our children and their companions and our grandchildren. How much we want them to stay true and faithful and to choose to believe. What a joy life is. And that'll be it tonight on Notes from John. Good night. Good night.